Before I begin, this podcast, this episode, is one that I was reluctant to begin to record. And while I'm very comfortable commenting on the structure and the symbolism in Tanakh, I have generally avoided talking about later sources and later texts. So this particular meditation makes me nervous. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I welcome your feedback, positive and negative. I want to learn and I want to improve. Let's begin. I'm going to open with the Pasuk before the Amida. The Pasuk is Adonai Sevetai Tiftach Ufi Yagid Tehilatecha. Adonai. The word Adon means Lord or Master. But it's also used for the bases of the pillars in the Mishkan, in the Holy Tabernacle. The parts that support. My Master, Adonai, means both the Lord above and the one who gives me a foundation in this world. Sifatai, my lips and my language, but also a hem and a boundary. Tiftach, may you open. Open my lips, open my language, enable me to speak as my master and my foundation, but also open my edges. Enable me to expand the edges of my reality. Let my language expand me. Ufi, and my mouth, my speech, Yagid will tell Tehilatecha of your praises. This is more than just praises. This is also evidence of your bounty of your gifts in my reality. My master and my support through my language open me up, expand my reality and as a result my speech will tell of the bounty of your brachot in my reality. I recorded the words for the following brachot, Hashem's name beforehand, when I was actually davening the Amidah. Baruch. Bless. To bless is to give potential to somebody. Ata, you. We talk with God directly, and we can bless God. We can grant the Almighty potential in our world. Adonai. This is the name of the timeless God, combining the past, 
the present and the future. Haya hoveviyeh. We can bless that God, a God beyond our possible understanding. Eloheinu. Allah means higher power in our world, a higher physical power. This is Elokeinu. Hashem is our higher power. He is our foundation and our master. He is ours. With this one word, we bring Hashem from the timeless into the world that we can begin to understand. Elohei Avotenu. We personalize it further by seeing his relationship with our forefathers. We can understand the ways in which Hashem exists in our world. We've gone from the limitless God to a God we can understand and we can feel. When I dive in this, I imagine a light beyond infinity beginning to lower and infuse our world and be something that we can begin to sense within our reality. I also imagine the gold of the Choshen, the Choshen Mishpat, the, the priest's breastplate, the gold representing Hashem wrapping itself around the stones that represent the people. I imagine that gold beginning to flow down between the stones and filling the cracks beginning to reach towards us. Elohei Avraham, the God of Avraham. But how was Hashem Avraham's power? Are we celebrating Avraham's material wealth or his will? Are we celebrating the war that he won? I, I don't think so. No, Avraham started off with the love of man. He wanted to bless humankind. That's what got him to leave Haran. Well, to leave and go to Canaan. But he ended his life. He came to his life long before the end with fear of Hashem. He understood that he couldn't control everything or control it. He couldn't be morally responsible. Hashem can understand and can have a perspective that is beyond us. And when we understand that, Hashem can take on the moral weight of our choices. That's the higher power. The ability to say we've done our best. And that is in fact good enough. Because Hashem takes up the rest. Imagine that relationship where we can say, you are the almighty God. You have the perspective. As your light comes down and infuses our world, we accept that we cannot and do not need to understand in order to relate to the infinite. Elohei Yitzchak. Yitzchak started embracing the concrete and the physical. He was the only one of the Avot who was a farmer. He wanted to be tethered to a place. He was the only one who sported with his wife. 
He loved his son for his food. He meant to bless Esau with physical blessings. But before Yaakov left, Yitzchak learned to embrace that which could not be touched. He learned that passing on the relationship of his father, the relationship his father had with God, was more important than any wealth or power. So okay, Yitzchak, Yitzchak's higher power guided him to the importance of the relationship with the timeless over the physical. Elohei Yaakov. Yaakov started as a rebel, doing whatever he could to get what he wanted, what he felt he deserved. He had no problems defying or destroying conventions and contracts. But he became a man who worked within the rules of the society and within contracts, to change the world. Instead of burning the world to achieve his personal justice, his higher power, his eloque, taught him that it was more effective to build toward justice instead of burning towards it. As we look at the Chumash throughout, the Chumash places such an emphasis on contracts. Contracts from God, contracts between people. Contracts are what takes the impermanence of our relationships and gives them tangible form. These three powers, they're teaching us that what really matters is establishing the flesh of the relationships between ourselves and the infinite. Between our, and between each other. We can't be responsible for everything. We can't destroy ourselves or everything. It can't be singular. So Avraham learns. Avraham's impact is still being felt today and he's not responsible for it because God takes on the responsibility. So don't focus on yourself too much. Second, Recognize that reaching out and forming those relationships is more important than almost anything physical. Maybe more important than anything physical. And lastly, recognize that you truly establish and build a society through concrete relationships that are established. Think about that light coming down from heaven, coming down from above. The Elokei, the great power of God, is to teach us how important the relationships between the Nefashot, between the souls, Nishamot, the souls, the divine souls of humankind and God are. That's, that's our higher power. A higher power that is deeply personal and communal. And woven into every part of our lives, surrounding us. But now, 
Akel Agadol, the great power. We step back into this God of awe-inspiring, almost unbelievable majesty. We might feel like we could touch it, but it is Akel Agadol, the great God, Hagibor Bahanara, the mighty and the terrible, Kelelion, the highest of gods, is seen by the rest of the world, like Melchizedek, king of Shalem. We thought we could relate, but remember this is the almighty God. He surrounds us, but we cannot see truly or understand truly what's going on. It's beyond us at the same time. Gomel chasatim tovim, the ripening of good kindness. Not just kindness, but good kindness. Kindness that makes the world better, which the Torah makes clear, is not all kindness. The konehakol. Kone is to acquire, but it's also to surround, like sugar cane or a cannon surrounds a core. Hashem embraces the world. Everything is being hugged by Hashem, the totality of everything. But nonetheless, Socher Chaste Avot, he remembers the kindness of our forefathers. The personal is still there. He's still touching our personal reality. Zohar always forms, relates to a contract. God remembers the terms of a past contract, and in order to honor them, he has to do things, bring the Jewish people out of Egypt, rescue Noah from the Teva, rescue Yishmael in the desert. Zohar, there's a contract. What Yaakov discovered was so important. But what was the chaste avot? The Chumash doesn't use this phrase. What was the kindness, the chesed of the avot? I think that the avot loved Hashem. It says that. Perhaps the very desire to draw close to God and to build that relationship is the kindness this is referring to. And he will bring redemption to the children of their children. The power of their love of God means that Hashem will help us even today. For the sake of his name and love. Hashem's presence in this world is hard to see sometimes. The one thing that Hashem owns completely is His name. The same reason I was so reluctant to do this. The name of God belongs to God alone. But the name of God is given value by us. And because the name of God is established by his actions in relation to us, because the Avot loved Hashem, they earned a contract with Hashem. Because Hashem's name must have value, we can bless God. We can raise up Hashem's potential, but not only that, Hashem allows himself to be obligated to us. He allows us to have a over him. Remarkable idea. 
the light of the heavens is coming down. It's surrounding us, but it's not just infinite. It's not just beyond us entirely. It's something we can make brighter. Our thoughts can enhance it, can make it stronger. Close your eyes when you dive and imagine that light surrounding you and everyone around you and all of Kalalisarl, all at once, that light coming down and our voices joined together and giving that infinite light an energy in this world and a power in this world. Imagine the gold and the Hoshana Mishpat flowing down surrounding us but being strengthened and linked together and tied together by virtue of the stones in the middle reaching out to it embedding with it and strengthening it Hashem embraces us He emplaces us but by relating to Him the fear of God of Avraham the desire and understanding of how important that relationship is of Yitzchak and through building solid concrete tangible relationships like Yaakov we can also raise up God Melech Ozer Moshia Umagen. He's our king. A king, it's an honor to honor a king. That's the definition of a king. Ozer, he helps us. Sometimes it can be hard to see in our lives, but Hashem helps us and is a great leader. As a foundation, as an Adonai. Not just the power over us. But the support beneath us. That's not deny. Ozer. Moshia, and he rescues us. He remembers his contracts. He's faithful. And last but not least at all, Umagin. Our shield. Not a physical shield, a moral shield. In Parshat Lech Lecha, Hashem says, I will be your shield when Abraham says he's afraid. Abraham has just returned from a war. Why is Abraham afraid then? There are many explanations given. But I believe it's because he didn't intercede soon enough in his own mind. He helped Lot when he was moved to by virtue of his relationship, but he didn't help Amalek. He didn't help the other nations that were attacked by Kador Omer. He was afraid that he had done the wrong thing. And Hashem says, I am your Magin. You trust in me. You depend on me morally. And you may make mistakes in your life. But you will not bear the immortal consequences. Your soul will not bear the weight of those mistakes. So long as you act with the fear of God, whom I can. Think about that as we pray with God. We are fallible. But we pray to God, Magen Avraham, the shield of Avraham. And Hashem enables us to be infallible.
because we depend on Hashem, we can relate to Hashem. Baruch Atah Adonai. Blessed are you, Hashem, Magen Avraham. The shield of Avraham. Not who was the shield of Avraham, but who is the shield of Avraham. Even today, Avraham's soul is protected from whatever poor side effects his action as his life so long ago may have had. The shield is forever beyond our mortal lives. And we begin to shift thoughts. You are mighty forever, my master and support. You give life to the dead. You are great now, you rescue us. This is a shift. Why of all things do we focus on this idea of bringing the dead to life? Well, we're beginning to pray the Amidah. We've brought the great and almighty Hashem into our world, into something we can relate to. But we remain fundamentally separate because we are mortal. We are going to die. And so we bring together this idea. We raise ourselves up beyond our mortal limitations. And our light rises up to meet God's light. Our stones take form in the midst of the gold of Gashem. Mechalkel Chaim Bechesed. This word chul is not chol, but chul is used to refer to completion. God completes life in kindness. He establishes us. He gives us a beginning. As I say this, I imagine all these future people yet to be born standing and joining us today in prayer. It's, it's almost impossible because they haven't begun yet. Also, team he gives life to the dead. He extends us beyond our end. We have a beginning. But because of HaKadosh Baruch we don't need to have an end. He enables us to become a part of the infinite future. It seems strange, but as I daven these phrases, I imagine, I can almost feel those who have passed recently Long ago, their souls coming together, all of them, so many of them, coming together, everyone different, everyone distinct, but unified by this relationship with the Karash Barahu, and all of these souls coming together, rising up, being represented by those who are living today. Barachamim Rabim. In munificent kindness. Hashem enables those people to join us. For us to sing on their behalf. And their souls to be knitted with ours. As we represent ourselves. As we praise God. That is a great kindness. A kindness to them. And a kindness to us. To know that in turn. Others will be able to raise us up. 
and relate to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, even after we've gone. So Mech Noflim, he raises those he lifts up and supports those who have fallen. It isn't enough to raise the dead, to relate to the infinite God, the unrestrained God. We have to escape all of our bounds, all of our limitations, all of our loss and suffering have to fall away. If we are ill, we are healed. I remember my mother when she was dying, laying in bed, so fundamentally ill, so fundamentally a prisoner of her condition. Matira Sarim frees those who are trapped. That's not the Mechayim Metim Hashem gives. Hashem does not return us to that state or anything like us. He returns us to a state of complete freedom. A freedom in which we relate to Hashem, that part of us that wants to relate to Hashem, that wants to reach out to God, is the part that has infinity, is the part that is brought to life. And he establishes his faithfulness to those who sleep in the dust. It's poetic that they sleep in the dust, but imagine they're sleeping in the dust. And yes, we have this idea of Machayim 18, that the dead will rise and come to Yerushalayim, but right now as we say this prayer, the dead are escaping all of their bounds, and they're reaching through us to connect to HaKadosh Baruch. That part of them that has no end, that part that connects to God, that depends on God, Magen Avraham, that part lives on literally lives on we're only Jews because people before us not just Avram but so many other generations went through such difficulty in order to maintain our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch they are the reason we are praying this prayer and they are brought to life by it who is like you, the doer of mighty deeds? Not the splitting of mountains, not earthquakes or tsunamis or meteor showers, but the giving of life. And who is like you? Not you in the male form, but lach, you in the feminine. In the Torah, the feminine is an expression of mercy and kindness but also of potential. Adam plants, but only the Adama, the earth, can yield fruit. What potential compares to your potential? Where else can we possibly find so much opportunity? By planting ourselves in the garden of God, our own potential is cultivated and grown. We can become so much more. We can reach beyond the finite. Melech may meet to Yeshua. You are the king of death and of life. And you can rescue us from the limits of our reality. You can rescue us from what troubles us. You are faithful, restoring the dead to life. 
contract is an infinite contract. Baruch Atah Adonai. Blessed are you, you, the one we relate to directly. Mechayim who gives life to the dead. And the first bracha, we brought Hashem into our world, his light into our world, a light we can enhance, a light we can bless, a light we can strengthen, and a light that protects us from our mistakes, a light that gives us meaning. In the second bracha, Hashem lifts us and we lift ourselves into her world. We escape our mortal limits. Imagine our light collected from the lives of all the children of Abraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov, living and dead, rising up to meet the light of the divine, which is itself coming down towards us. The stones of the Choshen Mishpat take form. Everything is beginning to be locked together, and now we are ready for the third blessing. Atah Kadosh, you are holy, you are unchanging, you reach forever into the past and the future. Vishimcha Kadosh, Hashem cannot be seen, Hashem cannot be touched, but Hashem can be spoken. When we speak the name of Hashem, we invoke forever. We breach the wall between the mortal and the infinite. Our lights from below and from above, they touch and they wrap around one another and they grip onto one another and they become altogether kadosh because our words invoke Hashem's name and give it that forever quality. As so many generations have toughened this prayer, Ukdoshim, and your holy ones. The other version of this paragraph said Bashkan Azim after Kedusha. Lador Vador Nagid Gadlacha from generation to generation. They tell of your greatness. From our mouths it will not depart forever. The Kedoshim here are not the angels. The Kedoshim are us. We have been raised up. Hashem is holy. His name is holy, forming a bridge between the mortal and the immortal. Kutoshim and we are holy. We are entirely surrounded by the light of God and the light of our people. Merged together. Entirely merged together. We cannot see Hashem. We cannot touch Hashem. But His light surrounds us. And every day, Yalelucha, we will give evidence of your bounty. Selah. Baruch Atah Adonai. Blessed are you, infinite God. Hoel HaKadosh. The higher power of Kadosh, of holiness. That's where we are now, at the end of these brachot. We're about to start the rest of the Amidah. That's where we are. The light of Hashem has come down. Our light has risen up. We are in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Whether it's Shabbat or the weekday, we're surrounded by this light. And as we say our, our next Brachot, 
whatever they may be, they're in this state of incredible, impossible unity. Thank you for listening. And Shabbat Shalom.